The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Oh, you have selected GeekShowPodcast.com. Good for you. And thank you for doing it. Hi, it's Carrie. And to keep the show up and running, we rely on our fine sponsors. Give them all some love, individual and long-lasting love, if you can. PCLaptops.com. They provide us with the juggernaut, this here computer right here in front of me that I am speaking into right here. Uh, The greatest laptop ever built, in my opinion. Dan, the laptop man, can build a laptop for whatever your need, from a super gaming system like he likes to do, and the stuff that I'd use in my office or, or here in my little studio. Let Dan help you at PCLaptops.com. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Their hold service, or a pull as as it's known throughout the nation, a hold service is free. You get 10% off your hold purchases over $20. And you'll probably see me and the panelists there most Wednesdays, 2043 East, 3300 South. And we love the Atomic Arcade. It's the real deal. Classic arcade games at classic prices. Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Defender, you know what I'm talking about. All the great classics at classic prices. Open seven days a week and open late as well. 3939 Highland Drive in Salt Lake. I want to thank all our sponsors for paying for this party. Here we go. I would let her. I would pay her. I have a feeling Scott's going to get sold to the sex slave industry. That won't be the name of the episode. <laughs> no, that was six letters in a row. I'm glad I have you guys to mentor me. Please don't send any money. I've already peed in his driveway. It's becoming the mild card. That's the problem with a show like that. Nobody else does that. That's it. Boom. I will Thanks catch up and watch every episode of The Cape. Geekshowpodcast.com We are not in the basement. Nope. No. Oh, there's sunlight and everything. <laughs> there's a lot of girls, too. And it's not as cold. No, it's, uh, we're at a. Uh, what is this, Milfest? Milfest is where Milf we're at. Milfest. <laughs> if you were here, you'd know why we're saying that. Well, it's the best fest. Woo! I gotta go. <laughs> uh, we're at uh, the Craft Lake City uh, event here in uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, a very special edition of Geek Show Podcast. One recorded in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I did my math wrong and realized that we needed to. Have an you know record a special episode outside of our regular recordings and it's a whole thing and hoo ha and stuff and sued and yeah so so here it is I'll make it work. it's but, not uh, easy doing podcasts folks it's a, well yeah I mean we could be like the other podcasts and throw on a rerun no stupid why would we do that no because we're masochists yeah. right because we're masochists. Uh, anyway, joining us uh, here uh, for this uh, special edition, this miniature version of uh, the episode uh, Geek Show Podcast, Jeff and Jimmy, the big movie mouth-off boys. Oh, hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, the milf. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Too Tall Tony, designated driver today of the... Uh, yep. I'm here. The Geek Show and, uh, and driving designately all the way from San Francisco to yeah. be here. Yeah. Yeah, because I love me some robot sumos. <laughs> Got to get here quick. Mr. B, Shannon Robots. Burns, and Mr. All right, now I've got a few uh, a few topics here that we can get to, and we'll have a broken news coming up and all that, but uh, I just wanted to let you guys know yes. that if Ridley Scott is thinking of making a Blade Runner sequel yeah. and not having Sean Young in it... He's a smart guy. 
<laughs> she is going to call upon her legion of fan. All, all four of them. Seven of them. To boycott that movie. Well, she, coincidentally enough, this fan that rallies around Sean Young also has the initials S.Y. Interesting. I was going to say, if she rallies the voices in her head... She could take over the world. Big problem. Here's the, here's the story, as, as I was told. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Alcon is the company that owns Blade Runner. And apparently they have Ridley Scott to direct it. This is Sean Young speaking. I know I don't sound crazy enough no. to, to emulate Sean, but uh, uh, Ridley to direct it. And when I met with them, they didn't make any offer or plans to include me. And when I called Ridley Scott's office, he doesn't call me back. That's weird. Well, take a fucking hint. Now, is Sean Young the lady that was in Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had to make sure I knew who we were talking about. And she's a crazy lady. That's how important she is. She used to be crazy hot. She's gotten less hot and more crazy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's balancing out. So I guess they're going to go, like, prequel, or I don't know what they're going to do. But my official opinion is that if they don't include me in it, everybody should boycott it. Because it's stupid not to have me in it. It's really stupid. That's my opinion. I mean, you try to tell the people something sensible in Hollywood, and sometimes they just don't listen, you know, and they usually pay the price, too, because everybody's an expert. Well, it's the same syndrome as uh, Arnold in, like, Terminator 4, when you're like, why is he all old and flabby, you know? (laughs) Why is that robot so old? (laughs) Why is that robot so crazy? And 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 in other news... Daryl Hannah said, thank you for making me look less crazy, Sean Young. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> At least she still looks good. Yeah, uh, I did a little research. Yeah. Sean Young's last major role in a film. Blade Runner. <laughs> well, it was shortly after that. What was it? Care to get? No one could, No way out? I got nothing. Nope. Nope, she did no way out after Blade Runner. Uh, Beethoven 4. <laughs> Air Bud. 1994. I was not. Oh, she was the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Awesome. Ace Ventura, pet detective. Oh, oh and she had a penis. What? She yes. had a penis. I didn't see that movie, so I, 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 you you never, I have to believe you. I've not seen Ace Ventura, no. Well, you haven't lived, sir. <laughs> no, clearly I've lived well. <laughs> right? <laughs> Interesting. Right. Yeah. May, may I suggest a role for her in the Blade Runner sequel, though? Or prequel? They could motion capture her to play the unicorn. Oh, and they could feed her carrots? It'd be so good. Tony, have you seen Blade Runner? Of course I've seen Blade Runner. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Because mm. you had this kind of glossed over look on your face. Give me some credit. All right. All right, well, let's go to another great American actress. I was going to say he's seen the clean yeah. version. <laughs> no, I saw the real one. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. The whole movie was a unicorn. <laughs> just running in the field. It was beautiful. All right. Uh, another uh, great American actress, Glenn Close. Oh, the grand dame of American acting. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I'm really fucking tired. Give Did you give her that trophy? Yeah. You should. <laughs> the grand dame. Grand dame. Grand dame, whatever. Grand dame. Uh, she was at uh, the Nantucket Film Festival a while ago. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe not the grand dame at all. But that wasn't presented by that man from Nantucket. I don't recall. What, what, what? Well, he has a dick so long he could suck it. What? I mean, there's... 
And? Oh, he said it with a grin as he wiped off his chin. Never mind, just keep going. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, wait. <laughs> if his ear was a pussy, he'd fuck it? That's right. There That's right, go. Sorry. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, so she was in Nantucket. <laughs> accepting her award. You know the people in that town fucking hate that ride. Oh, yeah. God, God damn. damn it. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and here's what she had to say. Come I, for the crabs, stay for the ear pussies. That's right. <laughs> and here's, here's what she had to say. I, had, I have to admit, I, I found what she had to say about being in, um, in this uh, Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. What she had to say about it was refreshing. Oh, okay. Okay. I just did two independent films this summer, had an absolute ball with fantastic actors, uh, but in August I'm off to go and do the next generation of Marvel Comics Disney and I get to be Chief Police of the Galaxy. Cool. I'm doing that because it will then afford me to do other kinds of movies that I really love, and hopefully I will have a great time on Guardians. It'll be a new experience for me, but practically speaking, it'll mean that I can do those smaller movies, and it'll be okay. Like so, 103 Dalmatians? Yeah. So what she's saying is, is I, I'm doing this for the money. Yeah, cha yeah. Exactly. We can well, blame her. <laughs> yeah. Then she can do Albert Knobs too. Oh, exactly. sweet! But as police chief of the uh, universe, do you get to sit in like behind the desk and scream like "Rocket"? Yeah. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But uh, I just thought because then I got thinking about the Red Skull. I got thinking about Hugo Weaving and his shitty attitude. Well, and how he just kind of pissed all over him. He only At does least, high art. I'll, I'll give her some credit. At least she's doing it up front. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he did, did it afterwards. Took the check. You know, they can still get rid of her. They haven't filmed her yet. Yeah. <laughs> but he but he talked shit afterward. At, yeah. least he's, at least she's saying, going in, I'm doing this for the money. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, everyone, got, everyone works for money. She's Bruce, got bills to pay. Bruce Willis does it all the time. <laughs> no, seriously, he'll make he'll make oh, yeah. a bunch of big, stupid movies, yeah. and then he'll be in a couple small Moonrise, movies. Moonrise Kingdom, for example. Right. Not, with, uh, not to change the subject. But you brought up Bruce Willis and oh, the whole yeah. getting rid of him. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Can though, we touch ex- on that at all? Sure, yeah. the Expendables. Because I don't think it's a bad thing what he asked for. No. Because here's the thing. If you watch yeah. Expendables 2, Bruce Willis wanted a million dollars a day to be in Expendables 3, right? Yeah. And Stallone fucking lost it, t- you know, tweeted about him, said all this shit. Now Harrison Ford's taken over. Fine. But here's the thing. If you watch Expendables 2, it probably took maybe two to three days to film Bruce Willis's parts in that movie. Yeah. If you have Bruce Willis attached to your movie, you're going to make a couple million dollars, if yeah. not more. So oh, yeah. to pay him a million dollars is not a bad thing. Right. You know, he just wants what he's, you know, if you're going to bug me for a day, then fine, I'll come do it. But you're going to pay me a million dollars to do it. Right. And I just love how Harrison Ford is all of a sudden open to doing things. Right. right. I think it, it's, yeah, it's, alimony it's called or? alimony. Is he divorced? Oh, yeah. From Krista Flockhart? Uh, no, no, no. He, he uh, was Melissa Matheson, the right. screenwriter. The screenwriter, Melissa Matheson. He was married to her for a long time. Did he ever get married to Christopher Lockhart? I don't know if he is. No, I'm he, smart, he wouldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think he wears her as the shawl. <laughs> He's just like, I want to. He just probably wants to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> Goddamn Allie McBeal. Yeah, exactly. To a place where they eat food. He started every day going, Remember when I did Allie McBeal? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember when you did Allie McBeal. Those were the days. <laughs> yes, they certainly were. All right, so um, yeah, no, so so no Bruce Willis in Expendables three, but apparently Mel Gibson because you know when you think of box office draw these days, you think of Mel Gibson. That's a guy who will do anything now, right? Isn't he the villain in Machete Kills? 
He is. I he think is. he is. He is. Talk about a guy trying to get some money. <laughs> I got bills to pay too. All right. I wish that Scott Pierce was here. Is he still down in La La Land? I guess he is, as far as you know. Is he ever coming back? <laughs> Uh, because well, I, his, well, his brain exploded because he finally saw some television pilots he liked. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Yeah, he likes Shield. Has that oh, ever what? happened? It's Did rare. He, he sounds more upbeat on Twitter during these TCA things than I have ever heard him during these TCA things. Maybe we're about to get to a good fall season. Could be. Speaking of Twitter, did you guys actually see Sylvester Stallone's Twitters about Bruce Willis? Yeah. yeah he's he being an asshole about all it. all caps. All caps. Who tweets in all caps? Old people. Uh, Rambo does. Rambo. Rambo camps. All right. Uh, this this is a this is an interesting survey. Uh, YouTube. You know, when you search something on YouTube, they keep track of that information. Yeah. Okay. So they know what subjects are the most searched for. Candy cat. Porn. Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> well, they decided to put put together a list of YouTube's number one superhero. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm sad to say, Scott, Aquaman is not on the list. Oh, sorry. Not even on the list? Uh, well, I have the top ten. Okay. I was like, damn. <laughs> you could probably guess. Uh, Batman? Number one. Batman? Yeah. Okay. That's either that or Superman. Yep. Superman's number three. Huh. Number two. Iron Man? You'll be a little surprised at the number two. Green Lantern. Thor. It's got to be Green Lantern. <laughs> Thor. Dang it. Oh, really? Well... Oh, that's girls looking at him. Yeah. That and I... Oh, okay. When's the... I wonder when, like, the time period they, they took it. I Thank mean... For, for the trailer. That's what I'm thinking. Like, the trailer just came out. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, number one is uh, Batman. Number two is Thor. Significantly behind Batman. Uh, 71,000 hours of video for Batman viewing. Wow. Uh, views, like, three million. And, and it's wow. all people making fun of Bane. <laughs> three billion, I mean. Three billion for Batman. <laughs> Where's Ant-Man come on that list? Thor is number two. Superman, number three. Iron Man, number four. The Avengers, number five. Wolverine, number six. It speaks to the box office. Yeah. It, it surprised me Spider-Man's so low on the list. Number seven. Huh. He hasn't had a movie for, what, 18 months? Yeah. And, and I'm surprised Captain America is so high on the list at a number eight. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised about Spider-Man. They pissed me off, so so at least 10 million searches went down from me. Uh, <laughs> Justice League at number nine. Yeah, yeah. Then make a fucking Justice League movie. Yeah, get on it, folks. But here's the the interesting one at number ten. Deadpool. Oh. Every panel I went to, no shit, that had anything to do with Marvel or comic book characters, someone brought up Deadpool at Comic Con. Do it. I don't know why they're not. I think I have a, a, a theory. They're waiting for Kick-Ass 2. They want to see how Kick-Ass 2 does? I, how yes. Another R-rated, you know... Okay, Kick-Ass 1 was kind of hard to push because no one really knew what it was. But they always say sequels make more money than the original. So let's see if the sequel does better with an R-rated superhero. And see, that's I think that's Hollywood's problem is that they're looking to formula and past performance. When you've got a character like Deadpool who is so unique... Yeah. And will be approached so differently on film. Sure. I mean, all you'd have, to, all I would say to Hollywood is sit down, play that fucking game. Yeah, right? Yeah. And think about that as a movie. And you'll say to yourself, I get it now. I think we can do this. And yes, it needs to be rated R. 
it, it has to have the action and the comedy. That's yeah. exactly what it has to have. So, so I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why Hollywood can't figure it out. The Deadpool is your next. The uh, the first person I would think to direct a Deadpool movie would be Edgar Wright. You know, but he's got Ant Man on it. But like someone like Edgar Wright who can get violence and can get you know comedic beats in between. That's David Cronenberg. Right. <laughs> Sean Young as Deadpool, as Lady Deadpool. But that's that's what you need. You know, and it can be done. And it can be done well. Do but, you think they would incorporate him into the regular Marvel movie universe with Avengers well, and Iron Man? Well, they can't at this they, point they because, because because Fox has it. Yeah. Because of the, the oh, X-Men Fox thing. Has the Deadpool rights? Yeah. Oh. But what's the deal with like cuz it's like they have to make a movie but a certain could, time, or use the character. But they could do uh, put him in X Force. That's for sure. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's supposedly the plan. Oh, really? Just to hang, just to hang on to him. Yes. Speaking of Kick Ass too, the guy who directed it and, and and wrote it is the guy who currently has X Force. Oh, really? Yes, Jeff huh. Wadlow or whatever his name is. Yeah. And so, Ed, Deadpool was a big part of X Force, and this guy just made an R-rated yeah. superhero movie. So. My favorite was an interview with Ryan Reynolds and they, when they X Force first came up, and they asked him, "They're like, so what do you think about X Force?" And he's like, "What's X Force? I have no idea." And he goes, "It sounds like a Chuck Norris movie from the '80s." <laughs> Almost. He goes, "Oh wait, that's Delta Force." <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a break, uh, get to some uh, broken news coming up, and we'll find out how how Kickass did at the box office. We'll see how that happened. And, uh, After these messages, we'll be right back. Ah, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, official enabler of the Geek Show podcast. Uh, We want to thank these guys for uh, help to make the show possible. Uh, They want you to know that they have a free hold service. All hold customers receive 10% off purchases of $20 or more, and you don't have to go up every Wednesday and fight for your stuff. They'll hold it for you. That's why it's a hold service. If uh, digital comics is your thing and you're really antisocial and you don't like to go to the comic book store, you can still help out Dr. Volts. Click on the Comixology portal on their site, drvolts.com, and they'll get some love. Also, it helps them out if you redeem the digital codes off of your Marvel comics that have them and give credit to Dr. Volts. They have weekly gaming tournaments for Magic the Gathering, Hero Clicks, Yu-Gi-Oh!, as well as Pokemon League. And, uh, of course... You want to catch up on your Marvel? You want to catch up on your DC? It's all there. And they will have booths at the upcoming Salt Lake Comic Convention, Comic-Con, in Salt Lake, September 5th through the 7th. They are our favorite comic book store. Dr. Volts, 2043 East, 3300 South. Go to geekshowpodcast.com. we got a link there. Or just go directly to their site, drvolts.com. The Atomic Arcade at 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday. You've probably seen my high score there on the Star Trek Strategic Operations Simulator. That's KJJ or my initials. And you can play that game for free because you're a friend of the Geek Show on Sunday. The Star Trek Strategic Operations Simulator is free to play on Sunday. Thank you, Atomic Arcade. If you haven't been in... I, I pity you. You really need to go and check this place out. Classic arcade games, a lot of great memories in there. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Centipede, Defender, Berserk, Star Castle. they got classic pinball in there as well. You don't have to hassle with those tickets. It's free admission. You just walk right in and start plunking your quarters in. And uh, the Atomic Arcade right across the street from a bar named Sue. 
and downstairs from Cruiser's Bar. So, you know, get a few games in, blow off some steam on your lunch or work break, or, uh, you know, sort of nimble up your reflexes before you go home. Free admission, no hassle with tickets, classic games at classic prices. It's the Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive. Ah, it's broken news, and welcome to it. Uh, hi, Jimmy. Hey. Thanks for swinging by. Yeah. And doing the broken news. No problem. Uh, a few things to report. Uh, nothing. Well, there's some interesting stuff. Um, I've been getting a lot of tweets on at uh, Geek Show. That's one word. Uh, and a lot of ads. Thank you, people following. I mean, good. Uh, and 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 I tweet throughout the day. I retweet mostly breaking news. You know, stuff that you find out about. And uh, a lot of you have been sending me uh, a lot of rumors. Oh, yeah? Please, just, you know. <laughs> Calm down. How do I put it? Yeah, calm the fuck down. That's how I put it. Calmus calm de fuck town. Calmus de fuck town uh, when it comes to uh, certain rumors. Like, uh, as we record this, the big one is, uh, oh, Senator Palpatine's going to be back in Star Wars. Uh, and yeah, like, I read that one. Yeah, okay, fine. You were also going on about Orlando Bloom being Batman three days ago, so just <laughs> calm the fuck down, all right? I heard that another rumor was that the uh, Warner Brothers offered Christian Bale $60 million yeah. to be Batman again. Exactly. <laughs> I love you. Now, if I was Christian Bale, I'd do it. Uh, in a second. <laughs> Sixty there, million? Sure, why not? There's another one out today. That's uh, uh, Hugh Jackman offered a hundred million to do four more Wolverine movies, <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do it. I'm like, look, everyone, calm the fuck down. All right, I'd rather be right than first. Yeah. Okay. Just you know, it's fun to speculate, but don't take it as gospel because you're just going to be disappointed when Hugh Jackman says no to four more Wolverine movies. Because I got news for you. I think he's tired of it. <laughs> so like, anyway. It's like when Notre Dame has made 5,000 predictions and yeah. got two right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think I'd like to see someone else's Wolverine, too. Yeah. I mean, I, he's great. He is. Don't get me wrong. He's terrific. But you know what? Un- unlike the kid in Kick-Ass, I'm, I don't hate reboots. Yeah. All right? Uh, so anyway, just, so just calm down about rumors. We, we've, got, we've got one. I'm going to report one in this breaking news, broken news. That it seems pretty obvious is happening, even though there's no official, you know, announcement. But okay, and that would be uh, uh, Vin Diesel is Groot. I mean, come on. Well, he posted the the picture of a tree. He's posting pictures of Groot on his, and then pulling them, and you know, and it pisses me off so bad because I was two people away from asking him a question at Comic Con. I actually really? got in the line. I never really got in the line. It was it was going to be, you know, the rumors you talk with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Can you do me a favor? That's the question, and then the command. Three words. I am Groot. I am Groot. Just say it real fast. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, there are plenty of jokes to be made here. The fact that you're casting Vin Diesel to play a tree. <laughs> wooding, wooden acting. You could, you know, go a, a million miles with this. But, but here's what Vin has to say. This is what I found on the Internet. Um, I'm an actor. I can do whatever the fuck I want. As an actor, not everything has to be the most obvious choice. And sometimes, the best thing you can do, as far as Steven Spielberg and his advice, is to defy expectations. So if everybody thinks you're going to go this one thing, and you flip it entirely, and you go for the strangest Marvel character, it's interesting. And when something is interesting, it's inspiring. Oh, nice. Then they ask him, uh, Marvel's notoriously secretive, you're the opposite, uh, is, you know, all these hints you're dropping. Oh, they're not mad. The last thing they are is mad. I'm pretty open, but I've been secretive about this. I went to Comic-Con, and I 
I, I blasted while I was in Hall H for Riddick, and I, I didn't answer the Marvel questions. <laughs> okay, it was a month ago, Vin. Uh, Chris Pratt just tweeted that they're already halfway through the production of the movie. When would you film this? That's the thing. I'm so busy. The audience wanted Vin and Marvel. Vin and Marvel. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> right. But I'm too busy to do a six-month roll. So what Marvel came up with was really interesting. I'm watching a social wave influence, and I'm, in some ways, guide to their thinking. <laughs> right, Vin. What it boils down to is, is all you have to do is go into a studio, watch the footage, and say, I am Groot, in different ways. Maybe like seven times. That's it. You know, you're going to have it done in a day, son. I'm yeah. sorry. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's all not right. hard. It's, as far as acting goes. If he needs a tip. Yeah. Watch Krusty the Clown do it in The Simpsons. Exactly. Hey, kids. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing. Done. <laughs> so that's the only rumor I'm going to report today. Um, uh, let's review Kick-Ass 2. Okay. And then I've got a couple of uh, other uh, things. Uh, some uh, some good news and bad news, actually. Cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Kick-Ass 2. We saw Kick-Ass it. Kick-Ass 2. Um, here's what, I was actually thinking about it today because we saw it 24 hours ago as we record this. I like it more than the original. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because I'm getting tired of the origin story thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not Kick-Ass's fault. I mean, like, every for every first chapter of a superhero, yeah. you got to have the origin. I've become just much more entertained by the uh, repercussions and consequences. Let's let's hit the ground running. And- yeah, well, hit the ground running, but then the story has to obviously have an arch somehow. But the consequences of being a superhero. So mm-hmm. if you look at Dark Knight and stuff like that, like, this is what it becomes. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what this is. And I love that in the beginning, it's Kick-Ass is retired because he's tired of getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Hit-Girl's all about being a superhero. And then about halfway through the, you know, through the arch, it flip-flops. It's the opposite. Yeah. And, it's, and so it's both characters trying to rev each other up. My, my quick, easy review is, did you like the first one? And regardless of your answer, my second statement is, the second one's better. Yeah. So even if you hated the first one, I'll just say, well, the second one's better. Yeah. Uh, if you love the first one, the second one's better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my quick review. What I thought was really kind of smart, and this is the guy who's uh, going to be doing the X-Force movie, you said. Rumored to direct the X-Force. Rumors. Okay. What I thought was really smart was how he was able to make a girl superhero the lead of a movie, and you didn't know it. Yeah. Oh, that, it's so hit-girl-centric. Yeah. Because you still had his voiceover so it was still like his movie mm. as he's explaining you know and then hit girl did this you're, you you still in your mind it's still kick ass's movie mm-hmm. you're watching the hit girl movie is what you're watching yeah it really is yeah like i started noticing this there's plenty of scenes where kick ass isn't there for quite a while oh yeah <laughs> so i would just say to uh, to all of you uh, fanboys and girls who are saying Hey, how about a superhero movie with a girl? I think you've got your first one here. Yeah, this is it. This is her movie. It Absolutely. really is. Yeah, uh, and uh, and she does fine. I I didn't hate her. Speaking, speaking well, see, and that's <laughs> which is a major. I didn't hate her. I'm actually liking her a lot more as an actress and not so much as a novelty. Mm-hmm. Because in the first one, it was fun watching a little girl call a you know a 12 year old girl call a bunch of 30 year old men a bunch of cunts. Yeah, you know, and then. But now she's getting older. She's beginning, becoming a more mature woman and even a better actress. And I'm, I kind of miss that little novelty, mm-hmm. but I'm appreciating her acting skills more. Yeah. So. I, I'm looking forward to uh, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, she's, I think she's going to do all right. I she, think it's going to be an, an, an okay retelling. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing I appreciated because 
uh, in the first one with Christopher Mintz Plus, everybody knows him as McLovin. Yes. Or as in the first one, Red Mist. Uh, you know, he was a go- when he's Red Mist, you think he's a goofy idiot. And you're like, okay. But then the end of it, there's that little bit where he's like, okay, my father's dead. Wait till they get a load of me kind of thing. I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want you as the main villain. So then you get this one. And that's how all of anybody who's around him treats him like yeah. an idiot, you yeah. know. And he finally realizes that you know my superpower is I'm rich, you know, because yeah. I can't, I have I, nothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to instill fear. Yeah, so this is what I can do. Can instill fear. I can't beat anybody up, and I'm not intimidating. So just, and I loved it because that's, and I'm like, that's how it needs to be treated. And then he forms his rogues gallery and yep. goes, which was great. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think uh, not only uh, Chloe Moretz doing well, Jim Carrey. Almost steals the movie. He does, and that's the sad part. Is that you know he gave a great performance, and you just and you almost want to be annoyed <laughs> that you like him. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that he he dissed the movie after he was in it. Yeah, was another weird notion of that. But mm-hmm. he still, uh, folks, don't hate him for the statement. He's he's good in this movie, and he he does some violent shit. Yeah, you know, so it does violent shit. And then uh, I almost like for half the time I almost forgot it was him. Yeah, like he he gets so he's got just, he's got just enough prosthetics on his face. Yeah, but his voice and his and his accent is just so much different. And he's got he's kind of buzz cut with gray hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just kind of showing his age. Mm-hmm. Loved it. So uh, I'm I don't give star reviews. I just give a you know this is my review. Did you like the first one? No, the second one's better. That's my <laughs> review. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what did you give it? I'd probably give it three to three and a half. Three to three and a half. Yeah, right in between. Yeah. So all right, star search like three and a quarter star. Kick-ass, too. All right. Good times. Uh, I'll do the bad news first. Okay. Uh, We had high hopes for Pacific Rim to do well in Japan. I thought it did well. No. No? No. What are they doing? In what was supposed to be uh, a slam dunk, you'd think, Pacific Rim in Japan. Ended its uh, weekend August 10th through the 11th with a sixth rank at the box office chart. It opened sixth? Guillermo del Toro's Robots vs. Monster Epic. Uh... Scored uh, 3.04 million. Uh, meanwhile, World War Z earned 3.38 million for the number two slot. Now, are these all opening on the same day? This is a weekend report I got from Japan on, Var- huh. on Variety. The number one in the box office in Japan, the Miyazaki directed uh, oh. tune The Wind Rises. Yeah, that looks actually really good. Won its fourth weekend in a row. You're not going to fuck with Miyazaki in Japan. 57 mil. Uh, for uh, the year to date, this is uh, second only to Monsters University, as far as animated films in yeah. Japan goes. Uh, they're they're puzzled by this. They don't know what happened. It seemed well. It sounds it like would, it would be a slam dunk. Maybe it's America is kind of uh, playing thinking of a stereotype when it comes to Japan and giant monsters. That oh sure they'll love it. They're Japanese. Maybe. Are we are we doing that? Do you think? Because in China it just ruled. This movie yeah, is this movie is still kicking ass in in China. Yeah, but in Japan it didn't do. I maybe it was also a bad scheduling problem because if I had known that Miyazaki was opening the same day as it, then I if I was the marketing yeah. uh, director of Pacific Rim, uh uh-uh. uh, no, you, said, oh, you move no. your date. Yeah, you move your date. Or you should have done it like the same day it came out in China. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We talked about maybe generating buzz for Japan, but I don't know why they waited mm-hmm. so long. China loves this movie, but Japan, yeah. eh, not so much. Maybe word will get out. Maybe they wanted to go see Miyazaki first. I don't sure. Know. Uh, but that's the bad news. The good news, everybody loves Loki. Yay. It's a new sitcom I just invented. <laughs> um, uh, they, were, they're shoot, they were shooting Thor The Dark World, and... 
they went, you know, we we really like Loki. Yeah. Let's put in more Loki. In Dark World? In Thor the Dark World. Okay. He says, at this moment, we're doing full scenes. Scenes that were not in the movie originally. We're adding scenes, creating scenes, writing scenes for the first time. This is the director. Uh, we realized how well Loki was working in the movie, and we wanted to do more with him. So it was that kind of thing. It was like, oh, we could do this. We could just jam this in here because he's such a wonderful guy to watch do this stuff. Hmm. I still have my bet down. I'm not taking it off the table. Me neither. That they're we, gonna kill we, uh, we, I think we get to that in the second part. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Our uh, our predictions for Thor: The Dark World. I believe up. it. I'm standing. I'm standing by mine. Especially well. with this, mm-hmm. with this news. He says uh, they're gonna uh, see what Kevin Feige calls this is uh, is not reshoots. He's got a great term for it. He uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, uh, he said they'll work down to the wire. Kevin Feige is always trying to make the film better to see if he can push it up. I saw him do this with Iron Man three. I saw him do it with Avengers. They have to kind of pry it out of Marvel's hands and put it up on screens because he never wants to stop improving things. Uh, that's the phase we're moving into right now. He calls it like bettering the film or something. It's not reshoots. It's it's like polishing it or you know he has a one. I wait. What's the polar to... opposite of what Lucas does? Exactly. <laughs> He delucifies it. He delucifies the movie. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's what I got as far as uh, broken news goes. Cool. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, uh, actually, I saw it today, and I just want to let people know it's out there. Have you seen the alternate ending of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 90s no. version? <laughs> so they just released this. Is this uh, the first one? The very first one. Okay. You know, the I think it was 90, if I remember right. All right. All and right. Uh, so it, it ended with them on top of the rooftop, and they're all sound, every adjective you can, you know, awesome, bodacious, you know, whatever you yeah. want to do. And I think Splinter says something like cowabunga, and they all start dancing, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. The real ending now is that it does that, and then it cuts to an April O'Neil and the little jerk kid. I think Danny's his name. I can't remember. Okay. That she helps out, are in this guy's office, and he's reading what obviously looks like a script. And it turns out that they're in a comic book oh. uh, office, and he goes, it's good characters, but it's too far-fetched. And then all the turtles are outside, like like they're like on the seventh, oh? they're like on the thirtieth floor of the skyscraper, and all the turtles are on the side outside the window, like waving like that. Like, it's the worst. A little, ending. little over the top. Little over the so top. Like yeah, we decided to cut it. I'm like, good job. Oh, uh, you saw at World's End. I did. Let's review that before we go. Yeah. Uh, well, it's got a week till it comes out. We. we can't. Oh, I thought it opened this week. All no. right, never mind. No, no. All we, right. we can. There's another. By the time we record again, because there's another screening, some other people may have seen oh, okay. it. But, I was thinking um, it opened the same weekend as uh, Kick-Ass. I could give you like the, my little note card that I, you know, my little piece of paper I sure. wrote. The funniest movie of the summer. That's all I'll say. That's right all now. you're going to say? Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like an endorsement to me. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, re- we'll review that uh, next week. And for the love of God, Broovies, get that film. They get need that it. film. That's a drinking movie. Oh, it's, I mean, if you don't know what it's about, it's about doing a uh, pub crawl. Mm-hmm. 12, 12 bars in one night. Good Lord. I'm looking forward to it. Those other two movies in this uh, trilogy are just, I mean, they're the best. Yeah. We're talking Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, if mm-hmm. you don't know. I think it's... Uh, what is it called? The Coronet Trilogy? Coron- Coronado. Coronado Trilogy? Coronado Trilogy? I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> it's that flavors. It's those, they go together. I don't understand. Apparently this is the green version, so... Okay. Whatever. All right. Um, uh, real quick, a recommendation. Uh, I'm uh, I'm loving this new app. Uh, I guess it's just uh, Nicole's here with me, and she's telling me. I guess it's just for iOS. Yeah, for iPad and i iPhone. I've got those. You do? Yeah. It's a. It's called Zap Kapow. What's that? It is an app that will help you figure out what your comic books are worth. 
Oh, that's cool. So and, no more wizard magazines? And it's fast. That's what's great about this thing is that uh, you can you can type in Amazing Spider-Man issue 200. Hmm. And it'll take you right to it. And it'll give you the, the mint condition. Ah. And all, you know, like five rankings of what it's currently worth. The app constantly updates. It's that's not a cool. free app. It's like three bucks. But uh, it, it's it's the the best one I've found so far. That's cool uh, for iOS called Zap Kapow. Cool, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll be using it, won't we? It's so much better than the comic book pricing guide. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so much better. Well, it's probably even like they can update it. You know, think well, about how fast yeah. they can update exactly. everything. Exactly. That's so you awesome. don't have to keep buying it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a great app. So sweet. Um, we'll be using it. Oh, I know. I was going to tell yes. you. I haven't read all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm in the midst of Hawkeye. Oh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Yeah, and it's it. good. It's really good. It's, yeah. I think it's the best comic book out there right now. I, for the ones I've read, and probably not as many as you, I'd, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. I right. love the art in it. and so. All right. Oh, uh, before we go, movie night. Movie night is uh, a Sunday, last Sunday of every month at Brewies. Uh, August 25th. 25th is what we're dealing with this time. Uh, the movie will be, and uh, join us there. starts at 5 p.m. It's free. The double feature, it's Monsters and Robots. Yeah. Fighting robots and fighting monsters. We're starting with um, Godzilla versus Megalon. Mm-hmm. Is that first? That's right. Featuring uh, Megalon, the giant cockroach, <laughs> and uh, Jet Jaguar, little Power Rangers before Power Rangers ever happened, kind nice. of thing. But he's a giant robot as well. Cool. And uh, then we go to your pick, Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. It's awful. Shannon kept shouting marionettes, and he kept shouting. Stop motion, goddammit. It's, it's, it's stop motion. It's stop motion. It's not marionettes. It's, it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. So that's uh, Bruvies, uh, Salt Lake City. And uh, before that, I don't know the time yet. Keep watching our uh, Twitter and Facebook feed. We'll let you know. We're, we're, we're recording a couple of episodes in the lobby uh, before we start the movie. Oh, at Bruvies? At Bruvies, okay. yes. Uh, that night. Because in the next recording... The next recordings will be at Salt Lake Comic Con on Saturday. So busy. Starting at around uh, 1-ish. And, cool. And where yet, I still don't know. Uh, more than likely at the base of the escalator. <laughs> the main, in the main area. Hoping We're hoping to get a room. Uh, somewhere in there. Um, some sort of mini ballroom kind of thing. We can block an escalator for some fun. Yeah, we could do that, too. All right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so back to the uh, episode recorded at MILF Fest, affectionately known as Craft Lake City. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. All of these MILF... I mean, I know that's such an antiquated term, the MILF, but that's all I can use that's to, des- the best way to, to describe it. what we were encountering the entire day. Because I came in late to the robot judging, mm-hmm. and you guys just were like, just it was like shiny keys everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, back to uh, part two, recorded live at Milfest. It's uh, now with Extra Loki. Please to enjoy. Hey, geeks, it's me here to tell you about Salt Lake Comic Con, September 5th through the 7th in downtown Salt Lake at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Good move, guys. Oh, they're all going to be there. World-class lineup of celebrity guests, including the William Shatner, Batman and Robin stars Adam West and Burt Ward, Ray Park, Manu Bennett, Tia Carrera, Lou Peregno, Kevin Sorbo, Adrian Paul, Richard Hatch, and a whole lot more. Variety of comic artists, book authors, and gaming and cosplay celebrities will also attend the show, host panels. More guests are being added almost every day. Salt Lake Comic Con will take place September 5th through the 7th. At the Salt Palace Convention Center, the show includes top talent from the worlds of comics, film, television, books, and gaming, and will include a 
dazzling selection of artists in the Artist Alley, as well as a film festival. Exhibitors will showcase a wide variety of unique and original art, collectibles, jewelry, and more. And the best news, Geek Show will be recording three shows live. Go to Salt Lake Comic Con, one word, saltlakecomiccon.com for information about VIP three-day and single-day ticket sales. They are available. All the information, the, the list of celebrities and all that is at saltlakecomiccon.com. Hey, this is Dan the Phone Man from PC Laptops. It's here, the new Samsung Galaxy S4 smartphone, and we have them in stock. Did you know PC Laptops is the only place in Utah where you can buy a new desktop or laptop computer and get a free Samsung Galaxy S4 with a new two-year contract? That's right. You'll get a brand new Samsung Galaxy S4 when you purchase any new PC Laptops computer for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll make it extra fluffy with zero down, zero interest for a year. OAC. Get into any PC Laptops location right now before they're all gone. Call us at one 877 S-A-V-E or check us out at PCLaptops.com That's PCLaptops.com PC Laptops, we love you PC Laptops, your Verizon authorized wireless retailer We love you New to your activation required per phone upgrade Early termination, other fees may apply Come get your free phone at PCLaptops.com And we're back Oh, <laughs> MILFCON 2013 Yes, MILFCON Yeah, I like bum bums Whoa, Jesus! Oh, that's been said, but <laughs> keep the language down, buddy. Oh, there's children. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> bum bums. That was bum a, bums. That was a bad story, and this one I keep my pants on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, uh, our film critics here, uh, um, Snowpiercer. What do you know about the movie Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Is this is this Scott's nickname? <laughs> this is, is this some code for something I don't know about? It's all gay code. <laughs> this is Scott's superhero name, isn't it? No, this Snow is it's, what a, that's a terrible name. I'll it, go ahead and say that's. A it terrible sounds like name. a B movie. Yeah, it's a. It's a, I think it's Chris, Chris Pine or Chris Evans. Chris Pine. Pine is Kirk. Evans is Cap. Cap. I think. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's Evans. Then okay. Actually, I could have said Pine is Cap. Evans is Cap. <laughs> that's true. It's one of them. Um, but it's a movie that takes place on a train, which is why I'm thinking that it's Cap instead of Because oh, he, he already, Cause cause he already, did, already did his yeah, train, movie. train movie. <laughs> the, the falsely titled Unstoppable. Don't think I've forgotten oh, about that one. Bullshit, it stops. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a movie about a train revolt. It train takes revolt. place in a dystopian dystopian future. Wait, the trains revolt? No, the, it's the <laughs> the poor passengers in the back of the train revolt and move forward. Oh, boy, that sounds riveting. I've heard, I've heard that story before. Oh, it is Captain America in this movie. Okay, yeah, it's, it's Chris Evans. Oh yeah. Well, you film critics are not going to see the the whole film, the way it's being released overseas. Well, that's Why? that's not a good thing. They're cutting twenty minutes out of it. I like that's wow. ever a bad thing. Like that's ever a I, bad I thing. I think we're okay with that, but if it's anything like Iron Man 3 where they added like five minutes of just random shit for Chinese people, fine by me. You're getting 20 minutes cut from this film because Harvey Weinstein thinks you're stupid. Oh. Well, screw him. Sure, why not? <laughs> Here's what it says. Uh, Twitch film reporting uh, from film critic uh, Tony Rains that the... Weinstein Company is looking to cut 20 minutes from the 126-minute-long film. 
okay, that's too long for that fucking movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but but he he's may- not doing it to make it like a better movie. He thinks it's because you're dumb. Uh, he thinks it won't play in Peoria. Uh, uh, the Weinstein Company people have told uh, told him that their aim is to make sure that the film will be understood by audiences in Iowa and Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. And they're adding and they're adding voiceover narration to explain the plot. Oh, good! Because every film needs voiceover narration. Holy We're back crap. to Blade Runner, right? Because that worked out so well. But I'm going to say this right now. He, this report reports it like it's somehow news that Harvey Weinstein likes to cut things. Back when he and his brother Bob owned Miramax, the derisive nickname for Miramax films was Miramax films because they would take foreign films and cut 15 to 20 minutes out of them. This is routine with Harvey and Bob. Oh, okay. Nothing new. This is absolutely nothing new. Oh, okay. Hero, the Jet Li movie, Yeah. it took them two years to finally release that in the United States because... They did a redub and some uh, narration and cut uh, trailer or footage out of it. Watch the Chinese version; it's better. Interesting. I didn't understand it. Well, it's okay because you're dumb. (laughs) But I'm going to say again. I repeat: 126 minutes. That's fucking long for a movie about a train revolt. Uh, what he says is, uh, leaving aside the issue of what Weinstein thinks of its audience, it seems to say the least anomalous uh, that the rest of the English-speaking world has to be dragged down to the presumed level of American wit- Midwest hicks. What does anomalous I, mean? <laughs> I, and see, I, I beg to differ. What he's saying is American audiences are more discerning than those pretentious, snobby European types who can take a lazy, boring movie and still appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. I, know, I can't help but feel stupid anyway. I, I, I feel oh. like I feel like a Harvey. Well, 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 I feel stupid automatically because when you said Snowpiercer, I went, "Oh, that sounds boring." <laughs> sounds like the coldest porn I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it sounds like a Seafy movie. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I've got some uh, Age of Ultron stuff. Oh, here we go. Let's let's do this. Because many many a conversation amongst geeks. We know talks about superhero sex lives. Sex lives? Yep. The sex yeah. lives of superheroes, right? Well, I saw it in Batman Rises. He had a sex life in that one with uh, Marion Mary t- Coltyard. Yeah. Yeah, by the fire. Yeah, they did. That wasn't so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Theirs was pretty subdued. I'm gonna say, actually. But Not- then, but then you wonder, you wonder to yourself, is Mr. Fantastic? Elastic everywhere. Oh, that kind of sex life. Yeah, of course he is. Like a Hulk dick? Stupid. And like a Hulk dick. You know? <laughs> Questions like that. Well, I would say buy this book while you can. Okay. Before the lawyers get a hold of this guy. An Italian author, Marco Mancalosa. Hey, hey, how you doing, hey, man? Mario Luigi. I'm a plate of chicken Mancalosa. <laughs> Someone thinks we're stupid? <laughs> <laughs> he has written a book called The Erotic Lives of Superheroes. Ooh. And uh, he, he's sort of done it without the permission of the creators. So uh, oh, I would say... I would say get, get hard this, to believe. Get this before uh, before you... Uh, Wait, he's, Kevin Feige didn't... Uh, Kevin Feige... <laughs> Uh, he says, It shouldn't be a shock that my version of Batman indulges in weird forms of fetishism and extreme sex. 
Okay. Bondage. Because the character has historically always been portrayed as having a dark side. Oh. Narcissism is his inner abyss. He had let only his real love story miserably fail because he is in love with the mystery of youth, that inaccessible, fleeting kind of spirit that he sees. I'm feeling really stupid. Aww. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was right. As I read this, maybe Harvey was right. Let me just say, by the way, again, nothing new. There's a short story by a respected science fiction author named Larry Niven called Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, yes. which discusses whether Superman could have sex with Lois Lane and how prepubescent masturbating Superman was the bane of Smallville because his superpowered sperm was riddling homes with with machine gun-like precision and impregnating women all around Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the way it would be. But uh, this guy seems to think that um, maybe Batman... Uh, likes to fuck little boys. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, likes oh. uh, young, young boys and young girls, uh, you know, dressed as Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, young young uh, male and female pickups. Well, you know, uh, dress- that's more acceptable... Jesus. <laughs> well, no, because that they allow filmmakers to like to have sex with women into Europe. Oh, that's yeah. true. I'm just saying. That's what Harvey true. Weinstein said. Um, Welcome to Polanski Island. <laughs> uh, Welcome. The, the author says that some of his fans can't forgive him for what he's done to characters such as Batman, Superman, and uh, Fantastic Four's Mr. Fantastic, but his book comes from a place of affection. He says, I depicted Batman that way because I love him. A place of affection, like his crotch? He embodies the tragedy into which contemporary society has transformed the fact of getting older. Also, to people outraged by this, may, may I uh, allow you... To wrap your mind about something called fanfic. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. I'm sure there's way worse stuff on I, the internet. I guarantee there's way worse. Oh yeah, but it hasn't this been is... published. I, you know what? There are libel and publication laws that say once something hits the internet, it's just been published. Ah. I've seen some of that weird shit. Uh, we've talked about Pornhub that my friend goes to all the time. And uh, <laughs> but on the ads, they always have this weird shit. Maybe they know I'm a geek or something. And I saw a picture, no shit, the other day of Iron Man railing a girl, but like still in his suit. And I was like, that doesn't make sense yeah. at all. He's got a trap door. Yeah, yeah. God. that's easy. Makes, makes perfect sense. You I thought about build. this, Tony, way too much. I thought about this years ago. Yeah, I can build that. Yeah, well, was, you know. so gross. I was like, okay, that's I guess. Easy. I wonder if any geek would be like, yeah. Get him, Iron Man. <laughs> you know there are out there. Yeah. Was she dressed as anything? or was she No, just she was just a naked chick on her back. It wasn't Pepper Potts That's or right, anything. he put it right in her Pepper Potts. Oh! <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, well, I got a couple of other things here, but as I'm looking at the stories, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Joss Whedon says that uh, uh, the lack of Thanos and Hank Pym in Avengers Age of Ultron Outrage, haram haram. I'll see you in part three. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I guess people are upset that Loki's not going to be in the next Avengers, to which I say we've had enough. That's because he dies in the dark world. Shh. He can't die. That's what they showed at Comic-Con. He died. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) But if he dies, I'm going to laugh my ass off. You heard it here first. Loki dies in dark world. (laughs) Is that your prediction? Yes. It really I'm going to make. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm writing it down. I'm not actually lying. I really do think he's going to die. No, no because, because remember the line in the trailer where he says, "If you he, double cross me, I'll kill you." Well, he said, "I will kill you." And like I told you, the clip they showed, Loki cuts his goddamn hand off. That seems That's like a double betrayal. cross. Yep. Kill him. And, and, then, and then they said he's not going to be in Avengers two. 
I am. No, I, th- I think he, he's not going to die because they've talked about the possibility of him showing up on Shield, on the TV show. Oh. I don't want. I'm, I'm tired of Loki. I have a prediction of who's going to die in Thor. Oh. Yeah, he does. Well, he dies think, in the comics, doesn't he? I think oh, Odin dies, die. and in, in retaliation, <laughs> Loki dies. What? what does Loki kill Odin? Is that what you're saying? Loki kills Odin. Oh, okay. And because you know that's part of the betrayal, Thor kills Loki. Okay. Two big deaths in, in Dark World. And again, this is just all predictions and guess. No, this is fact. I'm going to make a prediction. <laughs> Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, dies because then all the girls can go, "Oh, look, Thor's single. I have a chance with him," and then they'll go see the movie more. <laughs> you know, that's that's not entirely. A bad idea. Crazy. Yeah, I, no, no. Because I don't think you're going to get Natalie Portman back again. I, I also either. don't think you're going to get yeah. well, I, Odin back again. I certainly hope in Avengers 2 we don't see another picture of Natalie Portman. Like, she's still just hanging out. Yeah, I do. I hope we see a picture of her. There's an X through it. <laughs> oh, man. She's fine. I put her away somewhere. Battle of New York. Go. <laughs> I'm making a bet. All right. Loki dies. I, I, I like pool. it. Let's, before the movie comes out, let's have a death pool. Arthur death pool. I think Odin and Loki. I think Odin and Natalie Portman. Okay. I think Natalie Portman. And possibly Freya. Freya. Freya? Thor, Thor's wife. Okay. Thor's wife. <laughs> or, uh, excuse me, Odin's wife. Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Renee Russo. Yeah. Renee Russo. Thank you very much. Uh, Volstag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm Dale. I'm voting for I'm Dale. You think? Yeah. All right. No. General Zod. General Zod's going to die at <laughs> <Yeah>. four. <laughs> Another one. No. Do you, no! guys, do you guys have uh, video games and uh, I do. and uh, video? Re- you don't? Well, I know we have video games. Yeah. Video game releases. Here we go. Video. This is for the 18th week of the 18th. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right on. Well, we, we can say what uh, August's movie night is at Bruvies. Oh, we can. The, yeah. the the 25th of August, 5 p.m. Bruvies Cinema Pub, 677 South 200 West. Inspired by Pacific Rim. Inspired by Pacific Rims. It's Monsters versus Robots. You will get Godzilla versus Megalon and Robot Jocks. Godzilla versus Megalon, easily the most irritating of the Godzilla movies. There's a really annoying little bratty kid in there. Yes. Uh, riding some sort of odd watercraft. And Megalon is a giant cockroach. That came from the sea. You're welcome. <laughs> also, there's a, a robot in that one, too. Uh, Jet Jet Jaguar. Jaguar, who's like, it'll be like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers kind of shit. Yay! And uh, <laughs> Robot Jocks, you picked. I Robot Jocks, look, okay, Pacific Rim's amazing. Robot Jocks did it first. Not to be rude, but it did. And so, no, but it, no. they did it very poorly. That's yeah. what I'll say. <laughs> I was going to say, they're fucking marionettes. Man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, well, not marionettes. It's uh, stop motion. Yeah. It's stop motion really animation. Really bad yeah. Stop motion. Oh, Jesus. Wow. It's awful. It's very awful. It's like, and it sucks. The and the, and the, uh, the good guy's name is Achilles. And he, uh... What? Achilles. Like an Achilles tendon? Right. And he's just like... And the Russian guy always goes, Achilles! <laughs> I've seen that movie high like 15 times. <laughs> so that's uh, the last Sunday of uh, this month at Bruby, starting at 5 p.m. And we'll be recording a couple of episodes of this podcast in a more proper kind of thing uh, as well before that. So there's, uh, there's that. Video games. What do we got? Video games. Uh, kind of a good week, actually. We got Saints Row 4, if you like the Saints Row games. Those are usually pretty cool. They're kind of like Grand Theft Auto on crack, which I know is hard to believe, but yeah, it exists. <laughs> um, 
the new Splinter Cell game, Blacklist, which looks awesome. And uh, if you like the Sam Fisher and Splinter Cell stuff. The Bureau XCOM Declassified, which is a uh, third-person, kind of set-in-the-60s shooter uh, with, like, Roswell-type alien kind of a thing. Looks good. Oh, okay. Um... Disney Infinity comes out this week, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money maker, money maker. Make millions. That's a big time money maker, oh, I guarantee. I, they're going to send it to me, too, and I'm, so I'll, I'll get more hands on it a little bit more. You know what sold, cool. me, sold me on that game was the TV ad where Mr. Incredible punched stupid Jack Sparrow out of the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and I went, yes, that is what I want to do. It's my, my favorite was flying a recognizer and blowing up a guy at E3 and then the other demo uh, stand yelling at me to say stop blowing me up <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically like an open world sandbox game with all the Disney characters and you buy yeah. little figurines and put them on a platform yeah I know I played it <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks Shannon Mr. <laughs> Mr. B what are you about video games Shannon Tony, you don't know anything about video games Tony's right but there is a like a story mode yeah, yeah. okay that, so that there is, there, there's, there's both sides to it so but there's ties that go with it. Ties, ties, ties. <laughs> That's the moneymaker. Yep. There you go. Is that the last one? That's it. Oh, okay. Here you go. Um, this is all out of order. Sorry. Uh, NCIS, the tenth season comes out. Oh, good. Snakes. Good. Yeah. I just love that guy because he was in summer school. Snakes. <laughs> That's the only thing I care about. Okay. That guy. <laughs> uh, Epic is an animated film. A lot better than I thought it'd be. It actually was kind of fun. You know, it. it I walked in. It bombed. Well, that doesn't mean it's bad. Snakes. <laughs> you weren't even there. Stinks. <laughs> right. Shut up. Uh, Boardwalk Empire uh, season three. Love no? that. Sh- I love that show. Yep. Uh, Revenge the season two. Uh, the Killing Season with Robert De Niro. Uh, Amore, which is directed by God. I'm blanking on it. Who is that guy that directed that film? Pretentious guy. What's his name? He's Austrian. I don't care. <laughs> Stinks. <Yes>. Stinks. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Anyway, it's actually... It's, really de- it's depressing. It's depressing as all shit, but yeah. it's actually really well acted. Do you want to see what it's going to be like when you get really old? <laughs> Here no. it comes. Oh, then don't see that movie. There it goes. Uh, Parenthood Season 4. Peter Pan, the old classic animated, it's got Diamond Edition Blu-ray coming out. Oh, the, the Disney one. Yeah. Disney animated Peter oh, Pan. Yeah. Classic. It's, uh, it's so not PC, that film. So, what are they going to do when the next format comes out and they have to do something better than Diamonds for Diamond Edition when Disney releases everything again? What's better than that? Better than Diamonds? Yeah. Chocolate. Oh, Chocolate Chocolate Edition. Rests Edition. The Crystal Edition. Okay, they got a few places to go. Crystal. Scary Movie 5. Wayne's Brothers are still making this shit. Stinks. Star Trek Enterprise Season 2 on Blu-ray. Which I... I'm debating whether I should jump into on Netflix. Which, which season should I? Because I watched the first couple of seasons and I didn't yeah, care for was, for Enterprise. Start at three. Yeah, okay. Supposedly it got better as it went and it got more into the mythology and. Which is what we wanted it to do, but it took too late. Yeah, you know, it, it got to it too late, and by then it was yes, it. because Star Trek has never learned its lesson, which is, except for original series, which started strong, got shittier as it went. The other Star Trek series started shitty and got better as they went. Yep. Except for, of course, Voyager, which never got good. <laughs> um, Mike and Molly, season three. Stinks. I is that Stinks. bad? I've never. Ah, it's a show about a couple of fat people. <laughs> it's funny. Is, that, is that all they do? You know. I saw like one episode. I, I like Melissa McCarthy, but no. It's not good. Okay. 
It's probably the only show, though, where there's a fat guy married to a fat girl instead of a fat guy married to a hot girl. Do you not remember Roseanne? Oh, yeah, there was Roseanne. Good <laughs> but John Goodman was fat. Oh, oh yeah, right, I got your argument. Got it? Yeah. Shit. All right. Um, that's looking like about it. Um, there's one movie I actually want to recommend that I got to see. Um, uh, Drew, the man behind the poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to see this. It's uh, Drew Struzan, who basically is the most probably prolific movie poster creator in our time and no one knows who he is and he did all the Star Wars special edition posters, every Indiana Jones poster, all the Back to the Future posters and it's a great documentary just about his life and like how he got started and like people that fucked him over and just a lot of fun. As I I was telling you, when I read the the, the plot of this documentary, yeah. I, I went. That sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, and and you you just loved it. You're thrilled. I, I really did. I, I didn't expect to like it that much. I mean, they get into like how he makes his posters, and like you're sitting there going, like, my god, this guy is amazingly talented. And just to get to, to watch that behind the scenes process, and then these stories of you know, he did the the poster of the thing overnight. Wow. The studio called him up and said, we need a poster for this movie we're doing called The Thing. He's like, great. Who's in it? We don't know yet. And he goes, okay, well, what is it? Well, you know that movie back in the 50s called The Thing? Yeah, it's kind of like that. What meme? Okay. He goes, uh, just do somebody like in a parka. Okay. And he did it overnight. And he did it in, um, I'm terrible with mediums. I think it was acrylics or something. Something supposed to dry fast, you know? And he did it overnight. The courier from the studio came up, picked it up, took it to the studios, and they go, it's still wet. He goes, yeah, because I had like four hours, you dicks. <laughs> and it became like one of the most amazing posters of all time, you know? With, with all its flaws and smudges. <laughs> right? And then, and then it's funny to see him say, like, I don't know why people like the Big Trouble in Little China poster. I don't really like it that much. And I'm like, oh my god, I love that poster. <laughs> it's one of his favorite posters, and I didn't know, because most uh, inter- uh, documentaries, when they do interviews, it the person in the interview doesn't come up until they're relevant. It's kind of messy that way, because, you know, uh, Guillermo del Toro shows up, and you're like, why is he here? Oh yeah, he did the Hellboy posters. But then Steve Gutenberg shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck is Steve Gutenberg did there? Apparently, Drew did all the Please Academy posters. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really funny is that uh, Drew's favorite poster, one of the favorite posters he ever did, Please Academy 3. Don't know why. He just says, you look at that poster, and you know what that movie's about. <laughs> all right. It's a lot of fun. I liked it. Any other uh, recommendations uh, before we go? Because I've, I've got one. I've, 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 yes? My recommendation is a piece of technology, the Nexus 7, the new one that just came out a few months ago, like a month and a half ago. It's a great little 7-inch tablet. It's got a full high-definition screen on in a 7-inch form factor. Yeah, it's like eight times the size of your iPhone, Jimmy. <laughs> um, 1920 by 1200 resolution screen, and the screen is just gorgeous. They put really powerful, well, medium to very powerful internals in there, but the software is optimized really well. So that thing, it just moves. It's super fluid. Um, I would give it, if I had to rate it out of 10, I would give it a, a 9 out of 10. Wow. Especially when you factor in the price. It's an Android device, so you have to like the Android ecosystem, which it's come a long way in the last few years. But you can get the 32-gig model for 270 bucks, and the Really? Si- yeah, and the 16-gig model for 230 bucks. That's a deal. It's yeah, a it's deal. not too bad. That's the one you should get, Shannon. Well, tell me what to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A grown I, damn man. 
I uh, I started up my next my Netflix account, so I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of stuff that I missed. Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. I love Orange is the New Black. It's a great show. You should be watching that. But my recommendation for Star Trek fans is, and it's it's been out forever, and you guys have probably seen it. The Captains, yes. the documentary oh, yeah, yeah. that Shatner did. I have not seen it yet. Here's the reason to see that. Because Avery Brooks is batshit crazy. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> I mean, he just says words. And the way he says them, you're supposed to think they mean something important. He's batshit crazy. Someone he, needs to commit Avery Brooks. I think he thinks he's Cisco. I do. He thinks he's the... He thinks he's the... the what's What was his name? The founder? The, the, the prophet? The, Whatever. Uh, in Deep Space Nine? I should know. I love yeah, Deep Space guy. Nine. Him. The Cisco. He's the Cisco. The Cisco. He's, Cisco. Yeah, he thinks he's the Cisco. Benny. The horror horror Benny. But the he's cracks. so he went a little too far down the rabbit hole. He's just batshit crazy, and he sits and he plays his <laughs> piano as Shatner talks to him, and Shatner trying to imagine someone as pompous as Shatner trying to have a conversation with someone as batshit crazy as Avery Brooks. <laughs> and he sing talks back. And he sing talks back. He's like, oh, because my God. I told you, and like, wow, he's just insane. And you really hate Kate Mulgrew after the end of this thing. Really? You really do. You just like, you really just, there's more reasons to hate Kate Mulgrew in this thing. Did you like somebody? Couldn't somebody like Shatner say, get the fuck off the piano and let's talk? I think Shatner was enjoying, I'm catching crazy on film. I think that's what he's doing. Sure, why not? Anyway. All right, that's uh, that's my recommendation for the week. Are we good? Are we good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for putting up with this special edition of Geek Show Podcast uh, for this week. We'll, uh, We'll be back at Ruby's or somewhere next week. Mr. B, you want to wrap this up for us? Yeah, drive 11 hours straight for more hands. <laughs> All started with a big bang.